beauty business babe. My name is Kelly Callahan. I'm a corporate dropout turned beauty business CEO. I started my journey seven years ago with the last $2,000 in my pocket and a huge vision to succeed. Since then, I've been able to grow my small mobile spray tanning business into a half a million dollar international business. I'm here to share my knowledge so you too can create more income and have more freedom. Because if I can do it, I know that you can do it too, sis. Let's get glowing. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. This is your girl, Kelly Callahan. And today I have Miss Kylie MG from San Diego, California. And she is the owner of Kylie Nicole Coaching. Is it coaching or is it just Kylie Nicole? It's, it's all of the above. We are learning our identity as we go into this transition. <laughs> I love it. Open-mindedness. That's for sure. That's great. So today uh, we're going to be talking about something a little bit different, something that I haven't talked about too much on the podcast. I brought it up here and there, but nothing that we've dedicated in episode two. So recently on the Beauty Business Babes Facebook group, I wrote a post asking for anybody who has been diagnosed with ADHD or ADD, um, and I wanted to interview them on this podcast because if you guys know, I am also diagnosed ADD, so I wanted to just make sure that you know I was connecting with other women that have this similar experience that I do, and I also wanted to follow this up with actually getting a therapist who specializes in ADHD and ADD as well. So today we're going to be interviewing uh, Kylie, and we're going to go ahead and ask her a couple of questions to see how her journey has been as not only an entrepreneur in the beauty space, but also how ADD and ADHD has affected her. So Kylie, I'm going to hand over the mic to you. And if you want to just uh, do a quick introduction of who you are, where you're from, all of the good stuff, that'd be awesome. Yes. So um, as Kelly mentioned, my name is Kylie. I am born and raised in San Diego. I've been in San Diego my whole life, probably will never leave. We are so spoiled here. (laughs) Um, But I actually started in the beauty industry. I got my cosmetology license in 2013 and it kind of um, was an interesting journey. I first started doing hair realized that the hair just wasn't really for me. It wasn't really clicking the way that I wanted it to. I'm also a pretty spiritual person. And I just felt like the, um, ways that I was doing business wasn't really aligning for me. And so I actually went back to school, um, in 2015 for my aesthetics license. And that was definitely something I loved. I felt so passionate about, I knew I wanted to stay in the beauty industry just because I love the industry so much, but, um, hair just wasn't aligning for me. And I I had to accept that. So once I found aesthetics, um, I jumped in, I pretty much knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I come from a long line of entrepreneurs, pretty much everyone in my family has either owned or currently owns their own business. So I knew that that was the path for me. So I actually started my first spa business in, um, 2016, I was actually 22 at the time. And, um, there was just a lot I had to learn in in a really quick way. And as we know, as entrepreneurs, and especially in the beauty industry, we're not really taught a lot of the business side of things. So I did a deep dive into learning and understanding the business, how to grow, how to scale, how to find more freedom for myself. Um, and not just being a solo, um, you know, esthetician. So 
Um, jumping over to a few more years, I started a bigger spa in North Park, where I at one point had 10 employees and we, you know, were revenueing multi six figures. And it was a really incredible experience. Um, I loved my business very, very much. Um, as I will get into, I now am transitioned from spa owner to um, business coach for beauty industry babes. So it's been a really fun journey um, to kind of get there. I loved owning a spa and still go there all the time. I love the industry so much, but um, I'm almost a mother. So I wanted to have something that aligned with more freedom, more time so that I could be a present mother. And as we know, having a business, especially with employees is like having a full other newborn. So multiple I, newborns. Yes, multiple <laughs> newborns, multiple newborns. And um, which we'll get into a little bit more, but I was really connected with my girls. I was really um in the spa and there was a certain point where I, I stopped taking some clients so I could focus on the business itself. And I just found so much passion um there. And so that's kind of how my journey became. And that's how I became now a, like a beauty coach. <laughs> um, and, but yeah, I, I love the industry. I'm so excited to still, you know, have my foot in there, even though I'm not in the spa at the moment, but who knows, I I'll probably be back at some point. You seriously never know. I mean, like I'm the perfect example. You know, some people are like, you go back and forth so much, but I'm like, I'm allowed to change my mind, you know, like after a year, if you're bored with what you're doing, you are allowed to change your mind and go in whatever direction you want to. I told myself I was most likely never going to ever open up another salon. And here I am one month into opening up a brand new salon. So yeah, never say never. You never yep. know. <laughs> I am totally on board with that. I know so many people like for a while I was, you know, after COVID, I got really burnt out to be honest. And it was really hard on us. Um, as we all know, especially being in California, our industry was just trampled. And so, um, it was really tough to come back and, um, find the fire again. And so I think this is a perfect time to take a break, but I love still being involved. And that's why I decided to start coaching. Absolutely. And like I was telling you earlier, I mean, it's so important that we have different coaches doing different things, helping different people with all of the experiences that we have, um, especially you owning a salon and having a large team of 10 people, like that's not easy. That's not easy at all. I couldn't even manage like eight people at a time. It's just too much. So kudos to you for being able to do that. And I know that you're going to be able to impact a lot of women. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I definitely want to, I mean, I think that there's so much power within this industry and we have so much power and we're able to go off on our own and create our own businesses, but there is so much to business that we aren't prepared for when we step in. And so that's kind of where I come in because there are the things like marketing, you know, lead generation, understanding the legal entity of a business, understanding the logistics that go into a business, you know, accounting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, I think when we step into this industry, we're like, yes, we just want to make people feel good. You know, we want to, um, do an awesome spray tan. We want to give an amazing facial. We want to do an amazing set of lashes, but what we don't realize is all of the backend work that actually it takes for us to get to that point where we are taking those clients. Yeah. And that's amazing how young you were, like when you were doing all of this and how young you are still like transitioning into this new realm of entrepreneurship. So 
That's really exciting. I wanted to start this conversation off by um, just asking you a little bit about your history and really how you were diagnosed with ADD. Is it ADD that you have or ADHD? I am diagnosed ADHD. Okay, perfect. And so I guess let's, let's go back even further. Like, how did you know to go get evaluated for this? What were some of the symptoms? What were you experiencing? What were some things that you thought like, Hey, I might have ADD or ADHD. Yeah, this is actually an interesting story um, as well. So I was diagnosed anxiety when I was about 15 and that came from just a slew of different things. There's a lot of life events that had happened, but just the way that I coped with things. And I do come from a line of family members with, you know, more severe than not anxiety. And, um, then like going forward, I remember I transitioned into a new therapist and they had me go to a, um, psychologist, which I had, don't know if I've ever seen a psychologist before that. And so we were talking and she was like, have you ever been diagnosed ADHD? And I was like, no. And she was like, okay, well you definitely have ADHD. And that stemmed from just my conversation with her, obviously the way that I cope with things. I'm really fidgety. If you watch me, I talk really fast, like different, like kind of obvious pinpoints, but um, I kind of had always had an inkling. I think a lot of times when we are diagnosed anxiety, most of the time we have other things like ADD or ADHD that can be a symptom of that or vice versa Mm -hmm. um, from the research that I've done. So it's pretty common. If you have one, you probably have another, um, and they can stem from each other. They can be completely separate entities, you know? Um, but that was actually when I was 20. So it took me five years from a diagnosis of anxiety to a diagnosis of ADHD, but, um, I'm very grateful for it because it, it helped me to understand how I process information. And for me, I have always been a high achiever an overachiever. I mean, if you look at my life history and starting a business so young, that's very apparent. Um, but I have always struggled with certain areas of, you know, like focus and, um, getting over obsessive over things, kind of like we were talking about before we started the podcast And, um, I never understood why. And so once I did understand it a little bit more and I could do more research around it and I could talk to my therapist and psychiatrist about that specifically, it became almost like a little bit of a superpower. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that you said that it is, I believe a superpower and like, without Mm -hmm. having these like little, I don't know what to call it. Like they're just like little personality characteristics that I have, I definitely wouldn't be where I'm at today. And so I never really understood myself. Like I always felt different, you know, like I always felt like I was a little strange or a little different, but when I got the diagnosis in 2019, I was like, you know, this answers a lot of questions. So instead of like shying away from it, I actually really embraced it. And I started looking up, um, you know, different people who have ADD or ADHD. And a lot of them are very creative, very smart people. And a lot of, uh, just very influential people, you know? So I've seen that too, with my research, it's really amazing how much we're able to do with this little quirk of ours. Yeah, absolutely. So when you did get that diagnosis, you know, what went through your mind? Were you like, 
kind of shattered from it? Or was it something that you too embraced or how did you take that? Yeah, definitely wasn't shattered from it. My first thought was that makes a lot of sense because I knew my struggles and I knew my quirks, um, kind of, as you said, like I knew I had certain personality traits that very much aligned with it. And I kind of always had mentioned to, you know, loved ones around me. I'm like, I'm just surprised that I was never diagnosed with this. And so when the diagnosis hit, I was like, got it. Like totally makes sense. Like this actually helped me open up. I feel like myself a little bit more and, um, I'm really into personal development. So I think that helped me dive into that a little bit more because I was like, wow, I really understand this, this piece of me now. And, um, it was more helpful than anything and more beneficial than anything. I definitely didn't feel any sort of negative hit from it. I think if anything, it was a really expansive moment for me. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, some people, when they get a diagnosis, um, whether it's like physical, mental, whatever, it's something that can be a little bit shocking or disheartening at first, but I want to just say that nobody is perfect. Like as much as you look on Instagram and things may seem perfect, people are dealing with mental issues, health issues, whatever issues all of the time. And so when you do get diagnosed with anxiety, depression, ADD, ADHD, like know that it's okay. And that you're not just this lone wolf. You're not just like the odd one out, especially after 2020 and all of the things that we've been through. It's one of those things that I want to say, it's just kind of normal. And I hate saying it, but it's true. Like so many people work with this, they work through it, they live with it. And as long as you're taking the steps to bring this to your awareness and to actually heal yourself, it is possible to have all of these things that are manageable within your life, no matter what the diagnosis is in terms of like anxiety, depression, ADD, ADHD. Um, So I'm glad that you were able to find that out. And I was also in that same boat, like this just answers so many questions. So for those of you guys who might be afraid to go to the doctor or psychiatrist, psychologist, it might be something that is a blessing in disguise, you know? So I love that. Now, going back to your journey as an entrepreneur, when did you say you started? You started around 20? Um, I started my business. Well, let's <laughs> I started my spa business when I was 22. I did start another business when I was about 18, um, when I was in college, but, um, yeah, I started my spa business when I was 22. So about 2016. Okay, perfect. So now I need to know what was that 18 year old business that you started? <laughs> <laughs> I started a clothing line. I actually originally went to school for, to be a fashion buyer. Okay. Um, and I realized quickly how scary the fashion industry was. And I just personally was like, not a fan, but, um, one of my friends and I actually, we had a class that was an entrepreneurship class and we're like, had to start this mock business. And I was like, if we're going to start a mock business, I'm going to start a real business. And so so we did, and we started the real business and, um, it was actually fun. It, It did well for a minute. It wasn't like my passion or calling, nor it wasn't hers. So we kind of, just, it just fizzled out, but yeah, it was, it was fun. That's awesome. I love that. I just had to ask. I was like, yes. I know this is not part of the questionnaire, but we are asking oh this. I, I have so many like little things. I remember in, um, 
elementary school, I was like making collars for stuffed dogs and selling them. Wow. Like I've always kind of just had that mentality of, I knew I was going to be a business owner. Like my mom and stuff would always know because that's just how I was. Like anytime that I had an idea for a career path, I knew that it was going to be my own business, regardless of whatever it was. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, cool. So you were diagnosed uh, around the age of 20. Then you started your business at the age of 22, your, your spa business. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, like, how do you feel that ADHD being diagnosed with this? How do you feel like that has influenced you as an entrepreneur business owner? Yeah, um, in some good ways and some bad ways. I mean, you know, I think the obsessive nature that I get definitely was a positive in this way because I had the idea. I knew I wanted to do it. And it kind of makes me a bit of a perfectionist, which can sometimes be a bad thing. But in this case, it was good. My branding was always really on point. You know, everything had to be cohesive and that's just the way my brain wanted it. And it ended up working out really well. Also, I learned everything so quickly. And I think that's one of the superpowers of ADHD is that when we are focused on something, which does take a minute to get there, but once we are focused on something and we find that, um, like passion and that drive, like we can learn so quickly, we have the ability to retain a lot of information on that. And, um, that's kind of how I started in the business world. I just went to all my family members, and was asking questions about business and the legal legal entities. Um, I'm very blessed. My mom is a small business accountant. So she helped me a ton understand um, the legalities of business, what it looks like from a tax perspective and all these things that I wanted to have in place before I even opened the doors to my business. So that was a huge perk, I believe. Um, on the flip side, follow through and consistency is really incredibly hard for me. And, um, which is actually interesting right now in my coaching business, I am like fully studying the brain patterns and consistency and follow through because I want to understand it. And, um, that's my current obsession. (laughs) Um, but I struggled really hard with that because I would get really far into it. And then I would kind of lose that drive or that passion, or I would start to burn out. And then it would take me, you know, a week to two weeks to three weeks sometimes to kind of get back going and get back up. Um, also kind of what we were talking about before a little bit, but the emotional part of ADHD is like, we get so wrapped up in the emotions of things. And so when I would have like a client no show, or I would have um, an issue with like my landlord or my business, um, like being built out or whatever was happening, I would get really, really distraught over that. And it would kind of take me down like a few notches, you know, and then it would take myself to, build myself back up. And that comes down to, and comes back to my personal development passion of just like knowing the mindset patterns and kind of being able to get myself back into the swing of things. So, I mean, there are pros and there are cons. I definitely think the pros always outweigh the cons, you know, because when you do get obsessive and when you do love your business so much, it becomes this beautiful thing that you continue to work at. And it becomes this thing that you continue to learn about. And that's such that's a superpower, literally a superpower. For sure. Absolutely. That's one of the things that um, I look for when I work with mentees or students, you know, I always look for the obsession and whether or not you have ADD or ADHD, 
you need to have this passion, this love, this drive for what you're doing, because if you're just in it for the money or you're just in it for maybe not the right reasons, what ends up happening is you do it for a little bit and then you no longer do it or um, you just get distracted or you just don't love it anymore. So like, why would you do something that you're not obsessed with? And that's something that I've noticed within myself some of the stuff that I realized about myself when it came, when it came to having ADD is the fact that I would get incredibly hyper-focused on a task. So what would take, I think most people like a week to do, I would sit down and do it in like one to two evenings. And I was okay with doing this. Like this was part of my mindset. I would get super excited. I'd be like, yes, this is great. And I move really quickly. So like my process is always, I feel like 10 steps ahead of where it for most people should be. So it's very difficult for me to work with people, to be honest, because a lot of the times I get very impatient with like, all right, let's think 10 steps ahead, but not everybody's mind works that way. So it's something that I've struggled with in terms of just learning how to become patient and how to understand other people better. Another thing that you mentioned that I want to just kind of talk about a little bit is that, and I didn't know that this was part of ADD or ADHD until I actually spoke to somebody who was diagnosed as well. And I was like, you know, I get so emotionally wrapped up with the women that I work with. I get very, very personally involved, you know, and I love them so much. There's so much emotion there. And when something goes awry, which as you probably know, happens when you have employees or partners (laughs) or whatever, it really makes it so much more difficult to understand it, to get out of that funk because you're so emotionally like why did this happen? Or like, why did this have to happen? Or like the love that you have for people or the connection that you have is so intense. So when I used to get really upset, when people would steal my stuff, do me wrong, take my clients, talk poorly about me, whatever the case may be, I feel like those feelings were amplified and I still deal with this today, you know? So those amplified feelings though, now I better understand them. So I'm able to control them better. And whereas before I had no idea, this was like something that I even, I thought everyone dealt with this, right? So as soon as I like recognized it, I was able to actually change the way that I reacted towards things. So that's been probably one of the most difficult things that I know now is part of the ADD, ADHD, Uh, symptoms, but it's something that is again, manageable. So for anybody dealing with something similar, don't you worry. (laughs) Yes. And I, I resonate so much with all of that because I, I laugh a little bit because I remember with my, um, my manager, my, my spa manager, you know, she would be like, you have too high of expectations for people to move at the pace that you move. (laughs) I, I was like, wait, what? I was like, not everybody has the same thought process like this. You know, like I didn't understand it for a while. Um, you know, and I think having employees opens up your mind to a realm of possibilities, but, um, it was, 
always so funny and eye-opening because I would expect people to get their training done like so fast and because it, it retains so well for me, you know, and people, other people takes time to pick up and I'm like, oh, well, this is that's just my own, my own personal thing that, you know, has to do with my ADHD. And, um, it's all about awareness though. Like I tell, you know, my clients this all the time, like self-awareness is half the battle. And so if you can just be aware of the quirks and the things that you do, even if it's not stems from ADHD, but just a part of who you are and how you work, you can make that into a superpower because it's just the simple awareness that can make all the shifts. Right. Because once you're aware, then you have control over the way that you react. And Uh this is um, something that you mentioned is actually something that my therapist recently had told me. She's like, your expectation, your expectations of people are like up here, they're really, really high. And the reason why they're high is because you expect that of yourself. And so when you start working with people and people aren't living up to those standards or they're acting differently or they just don't work at the same pace as you do. You get disappointed, flustered, irritated, annoyed, all these things. But in reality, like you just have to understand that everyone is slightly different in the way that they think they process, they learn. So it's really important for you to be mindful of that and to give a little bit more grace and compassion. And that really hit me hard because, you know, there's been so many times where I'm very, I was very reactive instead of just sitting there and thinking like, okay, what is this person going through? How do they learn best? How does this affect them? Like all of these things. And now I do go through that process and it's been incredibly helpful, not only for my relationships, but also for me internally, because I was so emotional and so reactive and it was just, it never felt good to be that way. And I was very quick to just be like, okay, bye. Like gotta go. But now it's like, let's work together to find a middle ground. So that way you feel supported and you feel loved and you feel appreciated. And I also feel like we're all moving kind of towards the same goal, same direction and at you know, a similar pace doesn't have to be the same. But it's- <laughs> yes, I definitely get that. I think that's something that made me um, strong as a coach because now I take the time to understand, okay, like what's your human design? What's your Enneagram? What's your Myers-Briggs so that I can better understand your personality type and the way that you move. And I always ask the question, like, you know, are you diagnosed with something and how, you know, because it helps me understand if they're at the same level as me, then great. Like we can move through that and I can help them through certain blockages. They're going to feel as a woman with ADHD in the entrepreneurship, you know, realm or somebody who does experience anxiety or depression. Like I can relate to that and I can help them to move past it because those are going to be obstacles and barriers that we have in entrepreneurship. And it's, it's part of our job as leaders to, work past that and find ways to move past that. And I think that it becomes, um, we become so much stronger as business owners and as leaders within this space, when we understand ourselves and we can move quicker through that, thus helping, you know, if we do have employees, we can do the same thing with them. Yeah, absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. 
Hey beauty business babe, it is the year of 2022 and I know you're ready to level up, I'm ready to level up with you. That is why we are creating only luxury products at xtansunless.com. If you are interested in serving your clientele with the best possible spray tanning solutions and retail products, head on over to xtansunless.com and make sure to use code podcast so you can get 15% off your first order. I can't wait to level up with you this year. So when it comes to ADD and ADHD, uh, the way that you handle some of these symptoms that may not feel as good, how do you do that? Like what kind of tools do you have in your toolbox? Do you take medication? How do you deal with all of this? Yeah. So I don't personally take medication. Um, I was back in the day, but it, for me, it just did more harm than good personally. Um, not to say that it's not really beneficial for other people, but I really just take the time to one, my morning routine is very important for me to set the tone for my day every single day. And that means journaling and allowing my feelings to come out and to process my feelings and to have tools in my tool base tool belt where I understand and process, um, the thoughts, because I think we do have very rapid and racing thoughts that can sometimes get us into a spiral. So sometimes having tools for me that interrupt that thought, thought pattern. And so I use a lot of, um, like tools, even from my therapist and from my, um, my coaching experience, I use, you know, my own stuff against me or, you know, to help me. And, um, that's just simply interrupting the thought pattern. That is just understanding the thought pattern and taking time to be aware of the thought pattern every single day. You know, it's an every single day thing and this work never stops. And especially if you do have a brain that, you know, works in that ADD and ADHD space. Like we have to know that this is a part of our daily routine. And so that's been a huge, um, huge thing for me always going to therapy. Honestly, that's like a huge one for me. I love therapy. I think it's really beneficial. It helps me just to kind of hold that mirror up and know where I'm falling short and know where I'm doing well. And I think both are equally as important. Um, and then A big one for me too, is like being aware of my day and really using time blocking is so vital for me because I will not follow through. And I have a tendency of like getting into my zone and kind of just forgetting. And I will forget to eat. I forget to drink water. I will like literally forget all of the things that I have to do. And then it's five o'clock and I'm like, wow, I've been working on my business for this long and I haven't even gotten up from my chair. So, um, I implement, like daily time blocking. I have to do that. Otherwise I'm not going to stay on track. Like I said before, follow through is a big issue for me. And so, um, just having that understanding of this is what works for me. And I continue to do that. And, you know, the second that I fall off because I'm doing well, you know, quote unquote is when I fall back into old habits that don't feel as good. So it's kind of a plethora and, a it's a lot of different things at once, but it works really well for me and it's become habit at this point. So it doesn't feel like any like extra work or anything like that. That's great. So for those who are listening, who don't know what time blocking is, can you, I love time blocking. I'm like, as a business coach, I am like time blocking is everything, but, um, essentially what I do is, um, well, I personally theme my days. So 
Every Monday is CEO Monday where I'm doing admin tasks, which whether that be my bookkeeping or um, any kind of like backend tasks that I need to just keep up on. Um, and I time block that. So basically from, and everything for me is time blocked because that's what works well for me. So, you know, from 6am to 8am is morning routine time from 8am to 9am is coffee and breakfast from, you know, 9am to 10pm or 10am it's getting ready for the day, you know, 10am to 11am is, you know, doing my books from the month prior or, you know, getting receipts together or whatever that may be. Um, and then Tuesdays I do content and I uh, do client calls and then Wednesdays, um, I do like kind of just like a mindset revamp where I will learn something on Wednesdays. Every Wednesday I take time in my morning routine to learn something. And I put that in my schedule. Like everything is just in my schedule, whether that be lunch, whether that be hanging out with friends, whether that be, um, you know, a rest day, like I'll block off my entire day for that. So it's just really important for me to have that accountability from my calendar. So that way that I'm reflecting that in my day to day. Yeah. I love that. I, I kind of struggle with this, to be honest. Like I've tried to do batching. I've tried to have uh, certain days for certain things. Like it's been very difficult to actually perfect this. I will do it for a little bit. And then I'd be like, nah, I have other things to do, you know, because yep. Yep. With moving the location that I had previous to this salon, opening up the salon, like every day is a little bit different. But um, one thing that I have learned throughout the last like couple of years is that the, my calendar, my Gmail calendar is everything to me. So <laughs> I, I do love it. And every call, uh, every appointment, every like video shoot that we have anything and everything ties into my Google calendar. And if it didn't, then it ain't happening. And before I was a hot ass mess. Like I didn't have this. I used to write everything down on basically like a calendar that I would just write on, you know? And then of course I would forget that calendar somewhere and be like, shoot, what do I have to do today? So being that we have something called technology and it all ties into pretty much everything and anything that has Wi-Fi, it's been incredibly beneficial to get more organized because one of the things that I struggled with, with, uh, before I was diagnosed with ADD is my organization skills were literally at like 0%. I think like it was I feel that <laughs> awful. It was so bad. And as I started growing my business, I was like very anxious because I didn't know where everything was. I didn't know if everything was working. I didn't know if I had saved this, this, or this. I didn't know where my contracts, like everything was just a hot ass mess. So once I actually got hyper-focused and actually was on my Google drive, organizing everything in folders, I had to do this one time. It took hours upon hours, but once I did it, my brain somehow just like flipped. It was like, oh, this is going to make your life 1000 times easier. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be a hot mess all over the place and you'll be able to find things so much easier. And so with anyone that's listening, whether or not you have AD or ADHD, like if you feel like you're disorganized and like you're overwhelmed and not knowing where things are, like really start organizing your stuff. Now, today I am very organized with emails, calendar, Google drive, 
Google Sheets, like everything that I have is just basically in one spot and I'm able to easily find it. And this has relieved so much anxiety for me personally. So I hope that helps anyone who needs to hear it. (laughs) I love that. I use um, another good tool is ClickUp. If anybody needs uh, like a platform there, it's free, but it is like such a lifesaver. You can put all of your documents into one space. Like you can organize to-do lists. I love it. And ADHD and ADD brains, we love routine. And so if we get into a routine like you did, we will thrive on that. And so I think that's a really um, important piece of that too. Like if you do have ADD or you do have ADHD or you think you do like try a routine out and see how it feels because sometimes that's the most supportive thing that we can do for our minds. For sure. Yeah. It's funny that you say that. Cause I'm thinking about like routine. I was like, how does that involve me in my life? Like, how does that work? And for me, it's like, I ate oatmeal every day for breakfast for like literally three years, you guys. Yeah, that is the <laughs> ultimate ADHD, ADD thing ever. I swear, we always eat the same thing over and over again. It's hilarious. It's insane. Same thing, like oatmeal, blueberries, protein powder, peanut butter. And I did not get tired of it. I freaking yep. loved it until I did get tired of it and I couldn't eat it for like a while. That's what happens. It's so (laughs) funny. Like that's such a funny symptom to me. I crack up because that is just so related. Like I get it completely. I do the same exact thing. I get into like full, like this is my breakfast and this is my breakfast only for like three years. And then all of a sudden one day I'm like, can't eat this anymore. And then I get into another one and then I eat that for three years. So It's insanity, but you know, I, I do still now, like I eat the same, like five things unless I'm ordering out from somewhere but I don't mind. I'm just like, whatever, dude, it makes my life 10,000 times yeah. easier and it is what it is. So yeah, we know we're happy with it. So it, it works, but that's so funny. I definitely relate to that one. So for anyone who is listening, who has, who thinks they might have AD or ADHD, what are some uh, pieces of advice that you would give them? And maybe you can include some of the symptoms that you feel like yeah. might they might want to be aware of. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest one, um, and the biggest issue I see and the majority of people that I've worked with and myself is really that consistency piece and that follow through piece. And, um, even if we are obsessed with something following through is a really big challenge for a lot of us. And so, um, one thing I invite people to do is just start small, like start with small, pieces, you know, if you're building a business, for example, and you want to start implementing, you know, um, more marketing, just like having one part of your week be dedicated to that and see how that feels. Because I think a big part of our brain also, um, is overwhelm, right? If we have a really long to-do list, we instantly get overwhelmed and then we freeze and then we don't do any of it. And so at least that's definitely true for me. Um, and so, a big piece of that too, is like really breaking it up into small pieces and small bites so that it's just more attainable and our brain can get on board. And especially with that ADHD thing, we kind of have to go from in with a form of logic. And so sometimes we need to logic ourselves out of our spirals or logic ourselves out of our burnouts because we just need to combat, right? Like that type of brain with the type of I don't know, like deep dive that it craves. And so those are big pieces that I've learned for myself. And especially when it comes to 
consistency and follow through and lack of self-discipline, which I think a lot of us can um, relate to really finding tools that work for you because every tool is going to work different for everybody. And so if you can do your research and find ways or find, you know, mentors, message me, message Kelly and see, Hey, what worked for you when this was your, you know, problem, or this was your symptom that you were experiencing. And most people will help out, you know, most people will give you that insight because it is important for us to help each other and lean on each other. And, you know, if one of us has mastered one of our symptoms, great. Like let's share that with the rest of the community. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's funny because like, as you're speaking, I'm like, wow, like what symptoms did I have? Like, what did I actually go to the doctor for? And it was a couple of different things and things that I've actually, I went on the Mel Robbins show. I don't know if many people mm-hmm. know this. Love Mel Robbins. <laughs> I went on the Mel Robbins show. It was right before, or like literally right when COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And so her whole episode was about ADD, ADHD, how it's underdiagnosed in women. And one of the things that I learned there was that from a little, as I was a little girl, what I used to do is twirl my hair and suck my thumb. I know that's embarrassing, but that's what I used to do. Twirl my hair, suck my thumb at the same time. Like, and then as I got older, I started biting my nails, which I still have an issue with now. (laughs) And now I'm like a picker. I, you know, I have to constantly be doing something else in addition to what I'm doing. So as an example, uh, one of the things that I feel like is a symptom of mine is when I have a browser up, I have, I'm not even kidding you guys, like 10 different website pages up. And when one's loading, I'll go back to the email and like answer the email that I was doing. And then I'll go back and forth. And I've read and heard from many coaches that this is not effective. This is not the way that you're supposed to do it. Like it's very, uh, it's not good. Like it's not productive or efficient, but in my world, it's what has worked for me and it continues to work for me. And it's not like I'm making a bunch of mistakes or anything. It's just that I would rather do multiple things at the same time, rather than having to wait for a page load uh, to load, for example. So, and another thing was interrupting people. I didn't know that that was like something (laughs) that was something I've done. And I noticed my mom does it. I'm very positive. That woman has ADD too. My sister is diagnosed as well. She also does it. And the reason why this happens is because you don't want to forget your thought Mm -hmm. and we're very forgetful. So I've lost millions of phones. I've lost wallets. I've left shit everywhere, keys, everything. And all of these things uh, really let me know that this is something that I might be struggling with. So when it came to work, you know, how hyper-focused I would get. And then you mentioned burnout. I would literally in the beginning of my journey would burn out for like three days, Kylie. Like, I'm not even kidding you. I'll talk about this. And when this burnout would happen, it wasn't just like a slight burnout. Like, oh, I'm just going to stay home today. I would be in bed, like dead, mentally physically dead on the bed for three days. And so what I realized is like, this is so unhealthy. My obsession with work from like eight to 10, it's so unhealthy and sometimes six to 10. So what I decided to do was I I sought help. I sought out help. I went and uh, talked to a psychiatrist, a psychologist. And at first I didn't get on medication. I ended up getting it on medication. But like you said, I do think it doesn't serve me well. And I think some medications 
for me personally, like can be a little bit dangerous. Like I know, I know that some of them are really harsh on the audience, things like this. So I really wanted to take more of a holistic approach to trying to figure out how to handle my symptoms. And one thing that has really helped for me is just meditation. I know for some people are like, how do you meditate? Super easy. Uh, you know, just really focusing in on my breathing and allowing myself first thing in the morning to meditate where I'm just focusing in on my breathing and allowing myself to calm down before the day actually starts. Yeah, that's a huge one. Meditation has been really big for me. It's part of my morning routine. And, um, when I'm not pregnant, breath work is something I've found is so expansive, especially if it's really hard for you to quiet your mind down and meditation is really uncomfortable. Breath work like will kick your butt in the best way possible. And, um, I like would not be where I am without it. And I think that's been a huge part of even my own journey. And so I miss it so much because there's certain breaths you can't do while you're pregnant. So I'm like, I can't wait to just have like a really amazing breakthrough session. And I think, um, it just is able to give you that clarity and like that peace of mind without feeling like, okay, I need to sit here and like focus also guided meditations are huge. I think for us in the ADHD realm, because otherwise we're like thinking about 18, different things. And like you said, multitasking is definitely something I do. I, I laughed when you're saying that. Cause I'm like, I get that. I'm like, sometimes I'm watching TV and watching TikTok at the same time. Like this okay. is not like productive. At all. Like that's normal. That right. is absolutely normal. My uh, boyfriend, he really thinks I'm crazy. I'm sure. And I get mad at him. Cause I'm like, I don't get mad at him, but I'm like, why do you do like, for example, eggs. Okay. The way that he makes eggs is so different from me, but we have a very similar outcome. So I'm like, why do you put the eggs in a bowl and then do all of this? Like, you don't have to do all of that. You could just put it in the pan and just call it a day. And it's like the same exact thing. So it is funny that like, you know, I feel like I do cut steps, but I feel like I'm always looking for the easiest, most efficient way. Yep. So that way I can do multiple things at like one time, which is odd. obviously now that I'm saying it, I'm like, this is insane. Like, <laughs> but we are very efficient beings. Like, let me yeah. tell you, like we are probably the most efficient beings out there. And I think that's why we are so good at being entrepreneurs and why so many people with like ADHD, anxiety and ADD, like end up being entrepreneurs because we are so productive, you know, even when we're not, we still are more productive, I think, than, than most of the population, you know? So when we harness that and we understand that and we can like learn about our symptoms and even like, you know, laugh at them sometimes it becomes so much easier to just combat and so much easier to just like understand yourself. And, you know, it's like when you have those moments of like, Oh, look how funny this is that I'm doing that, you know? And then you can kind of like take a step back, revisit, you know, find a solution and it's great. And like we said, self-awareness, self-awareness, self-awareness. Like if you take nothing else from this conversation, like the power of self-awareness is incredible. Absolutely. Yep. I love that. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here and sharing your story. I know some people uh, shy away from this type of conversation, but I think it's really important to have for those who might be diagnosed already and just to feel like they're not alone, you know? So having these really open conversations, I think is helpful. And this was even helpful, you know, for me, I hope it was helpful for you. Same, same. (laughs) So if you guys are wanting to go ahead and connect with Kylie, where can they find you? 
Yeah. So primarily I'm on Instagram. My handle is I am Kylie Nicole and my first name is spelled K-Y-L-E-E and my middle name is N-I-C-O-L-L-E. And then, um, yeah, connect me there. Happy to DM, happy to have conversations. Um, I talk a lot about this on my content as well. And like the power of consistency, I talk a lot about, I do like a consistency challenge that's free. So if that's something that you really struggle with, like I'm happy to help you combat that. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Kylie. I really appreciate you being here and connecting with you. And for those of you guys who are listening, thank you guys for being here as well. I will see you guys on the next episode. Hey, beauty business babe. If you are loving this content, you're loving these episodes, I would love for you to write a review. And better yet, instead of just leaving a review and rating the program, screenshot it and share it over on Instagram stories and make sure to tag at I am underscore Kelly Ann. I cannot wait to glow and grow with you in 2022 and beyond.